You know, people run their whole lives on their mobile devices. And so we have to make sure that we are keeping up with that technology and giving people the time to have real-time information. Metro's keeping up with the times and taking Wi-Fi out for a test drive. I'm Laura Whitley. In this episode of The Next Stop, we learn about a pilot project testing Wi-Fi on a few select routes and what staying connected means for riders. The Next Stop. The Next Stop. The Next Stop. Metro's podcast. We've taken a trip over to the Office of Innovation to sit down with Kimberly Williams, Metro's Chief Innovation Officer, to learn more about the program. Kim, thank you for joining The Next Stop. Thank you for having me. Now, this is a pilot program. Correct. It is one of the pilots that the Office of Innovation is performing to test new and emerging technology that our customers may be interested in. And so let's go a little over uh, some of the particulars of the program. Right now, it's starting on how many routes and um, how can the public access it? Well, we wanted to test customer reaction. And so we thought it would be best to test it on one of each route that we have. So there's... uh, service on one local route, one commuter route, and two light rail lines. And so the local route is the 54 Scott, the commuter route is the 204 Spring Park and Ride, and the two light rail trains are the green line and the purple line. And we also picked those routes. We only had a certain number of routers to work with. And so we wanted to make sure that if we used it on a route, that we had enough to put it on each vehicle on that route. And so obviously it's a very tight um, number. So if for some reason, you know, there's a bus that's taken out of service, you may not have service on that particular route because it's exactly the number that we needed. The other thing that we looked at is who might benefit the most. And so we do have educational institutions, K through 12 and higher education that's located along each of those routes. And so we thought that may be where you see the highest usage. Uh, Obviously, we're looking to get you to your destination as quickly as possible. So we're not looking for you to be on the vehicle very long, um, but we thought people who are on it for that period of time might be using it to do schoolwork. Uh, But we've heard feedback from customers that they do it to do expense reports or to send emails to the office or to just read. So it's just any number of reasons that we're finding out how customers might use Wi-Fi. So those customers that are on maybe that longer commuter route from uh, coming from the spring area, the spring uh, from from on that park and ride route, uh, they're able maybe to spend a little more time on some of those tasks. Absolutely. <laughs> Currently, obviously, we have some screening on the service, but you're able to stream movies, television shows, read articles and you know if and if you're a social person you you know check your social media post on your social media uh, we hope you're posting on how great your trip was on metro that day um, but yes we we are hearing different uses that people have for wi-fi and it's a learning exercise for us because this is the first time we've been able to deploy this in even in the pilot phase it's been great information for us and let's talk about that uh, initial deployment. Uh, Metro and your your Office of Innovation that you lead up, 
uh, here at Metro is doing this in partnership with the city of Houston and Microsoft. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about um, how that came together? And I, I think it's something the city, it's part of the Smart City initiative that the city has. Absolutely. We were actually invited by the city of Houston after they signed what they call the Digital Alliance Agreement with Microsoft. Basically what that alliance did was allow Microsoft to come to Houston and share with Houston some of the smart city technologies that they have in their portfolio and that they have deployed in other cities, not just in the U.S., but around the world. And so the thought was we would focus on a number of initial pilots that would allow us to test some of the smart city technology and really with a focus on dealing with key issues that the city has. Obviously, resiliency was a big component, but the other was a, a, a concept of access for all. And we know that there is a digital divide. There are many communities that don't have access to Wi-Fi, many um, school children who don't. And so there's always an effort to try and, and connect that technology to the community so that they can find out about resources. And so we became a part of that conversation in terms of that access for all component and having the Wi-Fi on our fleet so that you may, you may not have Wi-Fi at home um, there may be, you know, uh, connection issues at your school, but you'll be able to get on the service and be able to use that opportunity. Obviously, again, it's a very short period of time, but it still is that moment of access. And so when we're talking about uh, Microsoft sharing uh, these um tools that that they have they they've, they've gone so far at least in terms of this pilot of, of funding the initial stage correct correct the great thing about the alliance is that it did provide that opportunity at no cost to metro hence no cost to our customers at this time to test it and we we are looking at how do we continue this process beyond this because it's a very expensive proposition um, in terms of the initial deployment and installation of the routers. The service is a monthly recurring expense. And so we're looking at what other cities do. Uh, we're looking at different financial revenue components so that we have the possibility of scaling this beyond the pilot. And we know some people, when they go to the airport or when they're staying at a hotel, there are usually two types of Wi-Fi service, one that's free, but it comes with ads, and then the other that's a premium that has no ads included, and people pay for that particular opportunity. So we don't know what our customer's tolerance level is for that, but that's one of the things that we'll be testing. We are looking to have a few Metro commercials and ads pop up during the use of the Wi-Fi while you're on route so we can gauge your interest. We are asking people to give us their emails when they get onto the Wi-Fi because that's the only way we have to reach back out to you to get your feedback. So people who put in their email should expect to receive a survey from us, a very brief survey, but we're encouraging people to please, please complete the survey and let us know, you know, how the service is doing. Uh, is it consistent? Are you able to get a connection? Is the connection stable? Um, once you're on, you know, is it strong enough for you? Uh, does it allow you to do the things that you're interested in doing on Wi-Fi? Um, you know, what's your response to the ads? Would you be willing to pay a nominal cost to have this 
opportunity on a regular basis throughout the fleet. You know, we, we honestly just don't know. And so we are really urging, begging, you know, <laughs> customers really to when you get that email. I know a lot of people get surveys and don't like to fill them out. But we can't gauge whether or not this is something our customers would enjoy unless we have that feedback. So that that we're asking for emails for that portion of it. When it's fully deployed or if it's fully deployed, we'll revisit how we gauge feedback from customers. But right now, that survey email is the only thing that we have. So the initial uh, deployment, um, what is that in terms of cost, monetary value? So what it involved was the purchase of the routers and then the installation of the routers, then the testing. And then there are components in the background, such as the maintenance to keep the Wi-Fi going. If for some reason a router goes offline, having that refreshed, that's a maintenance cost that has to be incurred. There is also a cost for the screening service. We do want to make sure that we are not exposing customers to inappropriate um, content. And so that's a service that has to be deployed as well. And what it looked like for the pilot is Microsoft funded 116000 for about 30 so routers. Um, we did add a few additional routers to make sure that we had the green and purple line both equipped. So it went slightly over that budget, um, probably about another 10000 or so. And so um, what is not included in that cost is the recurring monthly expense. So each router on a bus is like a cell phone line. You pay for that that data package, if you will. And so that's a recurring monthly expense for each vehicle. And when you're talking about the light rail trains, you actually need two um, routers on board to have the signal cover the entire car. Um, and you also need the antennas to accompany it. So the equipment costs too. And so we've done some evaluations of or cost and you know, we talked to other transit agencies that have done it and I think their start up costs were probably somewhere between two to four million, depending on, you know, the t- quality of the equipment that you purchase. Mm-hmm. And obviously the data plan. Yes, we all know <laughs> if, those of us who have cell phones and teenagers at home. Yes, exactly. But <laughs> teenagers, yes. <laughs> data packages can vary. Depends on who's using the data. Right, yes. right, right. <laughs> and that's the, the initial startup cost after you implement that part of it. The recurring annual expense probably could be somewhere between a million, million and a half. And that's, those are approximate numbers based on feedback we've gotten to from other agencies that have deployed Wi-Fi on their fleet. And, our, and their fleet is not as big as ours, so we have a lot of vehicles. Which, again, is why the survey that uh, you're following up with uh, – folks that have used that are logging on and using this service is so important because you really want their feedback so the board uh, of directors for metro can have that information in terms of determining if this type of um, expenditure is is one that they want to make or not or suggest well absolutely because it is a significant expense and there are definitely a lot of priorities that could use those type of resources so as we look at prioritizing where we spend dollars we want to make sure that we're spending it somewhere 
that the customers feel that it's a good investment, that is something that they want, they're willing to make that investment, whether they're paying directly or whether the agency is, um, it's all taxpayer money. And so we want to be thoughtful about that and how that's utilized. Um, we, we, we've gotten feedback that this is something that our customers may be interested in, but you know, it's one thing to wonder and it's a different thing to know, particularly before you make that type of significant financial investment. But I know Metro has been engaging in uh, significant uh, community outreach, and uh, you, you had indicated, I know in conversations we've had previously, that the question about, and I know I've seen it on our social media channels, uh, Metro, winners Metro going to have Wi-Fi, is a common request uh, from customers. It is, and because of that, we were very excited when the opportunity with the city of Houston and Microsoft came about, because it gave us a way to you know, really delve into this in more detail and get feedback. Not just, we've heard that people want it, but what does that mean when you say you want Wi-Fi? Um, you know, is it something that's compatible with our fleet in terms of the installation? Can we give Wi-Fi the level that people expect? Um, and when you have Wi-Fi, what is it that you want to use it for so that we can make sure that we're delivering that? Or, you know, an alternative temporary expectations of what we can and can't do. Um, so, you know, th those are important pieces as to why we really wanted to do this pilot and why the feedback, you know, to the surveys are critical. Now, I know it's been just uh, over a week since a pilot was announced, uh, but what kind of usage, and, and there was a testing period before that, but what kind of usage are you uh, seeing? Uh, what kind of feedback are you getting already? Well, we're seeing feedback from customers, again, as I mentioned, about what they're using the Wi-Fi for, that they're excited to see it on the pilot routes. And as far as um, the routers themselves, they seem to be performing well, which is good. Uh, we've not gotten a lot of feedback yet about strength and things of that nature, but I'm sure it's coming. <laughs> um, and we, we probably about 25 to 50 people per vehicle use it per day. And so that's that's good metric so far. As people learn more about it, uh, I, I think we'll see that usage go up even more. And it seems to be the highest usage is on Tuesdays. And we're not sure why that is. We don't Try know what's Tuesday. going on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's a new hashtag. Um, but Tuesday seems to be the day it's, it's used the most. I don't know if there are Astro games that day. I don't know what's going on. But, um, but those are the type of things that we're tracking for trends and, and the reliability of the equipment and to see if, we, if we're getting it, getting it right. Uh, so when it comes to one question I have uh, in that maybe too technical but if is there a max limit of users that can be on one vehicle and logging on to the Wi-Fi at one time well I think it is like your router at your house and it does have capacity limits and that varies so we're still testing that to mm -hmm. see where that number resides but obviously it's not you know, most home routers, it's usually two or three devices. It's more than that. It's more robust than that. Um, but as far as the exact number, we're still kind of gauging that to see. So some of those routes with the high school students and uh, who are y using heavy, using heavy yeah, we, we, users. No, I, I think if heavy. we were to have any challenges, it might be <laughs> doing crush loads. Like, you know, the, the high school routes, it could be. 
But Hi, I will use. tell you, I mean, to date, we've not gotten that feedback. So it seems like people have been able to get on. Now, I know, th- let's talk a little bit about mechanics. Uh, so if I get on board, uh, let's say the uh, 54 Scott, and I want to log on to the Wi-Fi, how do I do that? So when you go on, uh, you go on your cell phone and your Wi-Fi connection, and it should give you a drop down of the uh, different Wi-Fi uh, connections that you can pick up. And ours is Ride Metro Wi-Fi. So once you click on that, then it will ask you for your email. And you put in your email. Then it has just a, a simple a question about do you accept the terms and conditions. And we have the standard terms and conditions for Wi-Fi use. You click that, and then it will probably spin a little bit, and then you should be on. And it's as simple as that. And in terms of, again, the collection of data, uh, you know, everyone's uh, very savvy and, and aware of what type of information is being shared when they do uh, log on to a network. Metro is collecting the email addresses of users uh, primarily to, to share to send the survey back. Correct. So once you enter your email and after you use the service, you'll get a follow-up email from us. It won't come instantly, but we'll get a we'll batch them at certain periods during the pilot and then send you an email link with a survey to fill out. And it's probably, if it's 10 questions, it's very easy to fill out just to get, you know, some feedback from the customer as to what their experience was with the Wi-Fi and what they'd like to see or, or not um, with the service. Uh, and it has the, it, it's a Wi-Fi signal like any other. So we're not guaranteeing that your data is encrypted or any of those things. So be mindful as you would on any public router about, you know, disclosing personal information um, while you're using it. It is it is a public system. That's an important it is point important, to remember. Yes. And it's pretty standard uh, in terms of the request for the email address. That's I know if you go to a, a Starbucks or a hotel, that's that type of uh, request is made as well to utilize the the free Wi-Fi connection. Correct. Yeah, it's very common. And for the same reasons, just looking to gather feedback make sure that the service is operating at customer expectation. So looking ahead, uh, what are some uh, potential uses that you all have looked at? Well, I think one of the pieces is communication. And when you're using, we have Wi-Fi usage and you're on your phone, if we're able to, if you will, interject with, you know, route information, uh, delays, weather information, just things that can keep the rider informed throughout their trip. It's another way that we can communicate. The other thing that we are looking at is digital advertising. Is this something that customers would be willing to experience? We know uh, we do some advertising inside of the vehicle, but the reality of it, there's very little real estate inside of the vehicle to really do any robust messaging to the customer. And so as we look to a full deployment and the cost of maintaining the service, 
what many vendors do if you go to a hotel or airport or a Starbucks or a stadium to go to a sporting event, they have pop-ups as a part of their Wi-Fi service. And those pop-up advertisements help pay for the service so that, um, you know, maybe the cost is not given to the customer is picked up by the advertising. But we have, again, have not done that. Um, and we don't know if that's something customers would be open to. Would, would you rather pay directly or would you rather, you know, the advertising costs cover the service and you just have the ability to access it at no cost to the customer? So those are the things that we have questions about, we're curious about, we want to gather uh, your feelings about as customers, and this is something that you'd be okay with. And it is done in other cities, it's done in other, you know, venues where, there, where public Wi-Fi is offered. So it's not something that's out of the norm, but it's just not something we've done in Houston. And I think, again, going back to uh, one of the uh, initial reasons for this pilot is, you know, it, there really is value in terms of providing uh, this connection of and, and, and helping close that digital divide, digital gap uh, that we see in our communities that so much is reliant these days on uh, being able to have that connection. Absolutely. Uh, we hear all the time that at one point, if you didn't have something on your desktop, you know, as a way to communicate with customers, you weren't keeping up. Well, now everything has to be mobile. You know, people run their whole lives on their mobile devices or on their, you know, pads, iPads or Androids, whatever surfaces, whatever the case might be. And so we have to make sure that we are keeping up with that technology and giving people the time to have real time information or even just something as basic as entertainment while, you know, they enjoy their trip. But again, that that's the feedback and the thoughts that we're trying to gather from customers as to are we on the right track? Absolutely. Hey, and the entertainment piece is a big one. You know, if I can uh, spend an hour on the bus versus driving and I can relax and uh you know, enjoy my favorite program. Well, <laughs> all the better. Yeah, I'd like, rather do that than drive. <laughs> if you're like me, I'm a behind on all my shows. So, you know, yes. it's a good time. Like, let me just sit here since I'm here and get caught up. And because you're not having to worry about driving, you can just sit there and zone out. And it's great. Uh, I took a flight yesterday and I watched, you know, the news and television the whole way in. And it was before I knew it, the flight was over. And I think that is where things are going to. And in Houston, obviously, we've been at the forefront of many things, and we think this is something that would do very well here. Uh, we, we just need to hear that from our customers. Absolutely. So again, if uh, folks want to try uh, the Wi-Fi connection while it's available, uh, they have until when? So our, the pilot runs until mid-January. So you have, you know, while you're on the holidays, while you're on the bus or the train, you can order your Christmas gifts. You can do all that um, for the next few months. And hopefully we will get enough positive feedback that is something that we can continue to expand. Absolutely. You can plan your parties and all Absolutely. types of things. Well, Kimberly Williams, uh, Chief Innovation Officer, thank you so much for being with us. Appreciate it, Laura. Thank you.
The service is available through mid-January on Metro Rail's Green and Purple Lines, as well as select 54 Scott and 204 Spring Park and Ride routes. There's more information about the program available under the About Metro tab under News Releases on the website at ridemetro.org. And while you're there, check out the rest of the episodes of The Next Stop or subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or SoundCloud and never miss one. If you could please do me a favor and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, it'll help us out a lot. I'm Laura Whitley. Thanks for listening. Until next time, drive less, do more with Metro. Thank you.